0: And we can cut it off. Here we go. I'm going to actually point this towards you because uh, the last couple, my voice was really loud. Your voice is better. (laughs) I'm working on it. You're fine. You're fine. You're doing great. Thank
1: you. Doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you so much. You too.
0: You too. I love that meme of Kim Kardashian's mother. Oh is is there one? Yeah there's this meme of um Ugh. whatever her name is Jenner Chris. Chris, Chris Jenner. Yeah, Chris Jenner. The momager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and like Kim Kardashian is doing some like naked photo shoot. And Chris is like taking pictures with her photo with her phone and for real, like actually, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. all
0: right. Okay. Well, well, there's like the professionals doing right. it, she's off to the side, being yeah, the stage mom. And there's a, I guess, this is from Keeping Up with the Kardashians where she's like, You're doing amazing, sweetie,
1: <laughs> while her daughter yeah. is flashing her tits everywhere, yeah, exactly. Hey. Or you know, um,
0: or doing it, um. Not conservatively, but um
1: surreptitiously, right. just like peekaboo, kind of like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like um, you see like ninety
1: nine percent of breast, except just the yeah, nipple. exactly,
0: or just like yeah, with side boobs, yeah, some classy side boob. <laughs> I love it, Class <laughs> Hashtag classy, classy side, side boob. <laughs> I'm writing that down right. Yeah. Now, this episode is called (laughs) Classy Side Boob.
1: Well, you know, talking about boobs is (laughs) probably... a good place to start talking about Final Girl, in yeah, a way. Absolutely. In a way. Um, so we're, we're just going to talk a little bit about the Final Girl trope, if you will. Um, so the term Final Girl was coined by Carol Clover in her book, Men, Women, and Chainsaws, and mm-hmm. Gender in the Modern Horror Film. Uh, she published the book in 1992. I believe the first chapter of the book had been published independently as an academic article on like horror genre studies, which was awesome. I mean, she was really groundbreaking. She certainly wasn't the first, um, but just the fact that it could have, this that this topic could have a place to be published. Anything about the genre could have a place to be published in anything remotely academic is huge because, you know, horror gets trashed. And and there's a lot of trash in it, Mm -hmm. so it's understandable. Um, But in her book, Men, Women, and Chainsaws, she actually coins the term final girl. Uh, There's a specific um, kind of section about it in her book, which she then, um, it's a theme that she returns to, throughout her discussion of a number of films. And before we get into talking about the traits of The Final Girl, we should probably say that, you know, the book was written in 92. Um, Carol Clover focused primarily on um, slashers from the 70s and 80s, which were the heyday uh, of the slasher film and of a certain kind of slasher film. Um, and, And, you know, 92, okay scream was not out yet Mm -hmm. um even even Wes Craven's new nightmare where you start to see a horror film be about horror films and even the actors and actresses in them was not out Mm -hmm. yet so we're dealing with a very specific era 70s and 80s um people still talk about the concept it's now they talk about how it's evolved, okay. um, how, w- what are the what, what, how did we define final girl, and then how has she changed? So we should probably just talk about, like, what are the core concepts, like what makes a final girl a final girl. Cool. Um, number one, she's called the final girl because she's the one who survives. right. <laughs> so that's, that's important. Um, A lot of her friends have died. Um, She has survived till the end. Um, There's some discussion about whether she saves herself Mm. or whether someone else helps save her. And in the context of the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, when we talk about someone else saving her, inevitably it's like, okay, there's a male authority figure that who comes in and is the ultimate saver okay like she doesn't survive strictly on her own right she gets help and it's usually from a man and it's usually from a man in some sort of authority position you know a cop a doctor something like that right. so, so you, like halloween exactly you okay. see that in halloween um but you you see that a lot you see that a lot you don't see it in slashers of the 70s and 80s that came before and after so like for instance there's a movie called Black Christmas mm-hmm. um i think it's from 72 or 73 Directed by Bob Clark, the same guy who directed A Christmas Story, the beloved no. family classic. No, yes. really. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that movie. I love that yeah. movie,
1: too. And I love Black Christmas, as well. Um, so, it is a great slasher. Um, basically, uh, someone is stalking the women of a college sorority. Mm-hmm. The final girl in that film is named Jess. She's played by Olivia Hussey. Um, no, who you let know. her
0: keep that name? Yeah, Sorry. I, yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm perfect. Maybe that was why she got cast. I don't <laughs> know. Hey, Hussey.
0: <laughs> We're looking for a Hussey. <laughs> yes, I've got one.
1: So now, okay, now in that film, Jess. Spoilers. Well, yeah. let's just say male agents, male. Helper agents. Should we are even a part. be worried about spoilers nah, here? Okay, no, I don't okay. think so. I don't okay. think so.
0: Male agents. Male
1: agents. It sounds like a cleaning product, except men don't usually clean. Ooh, that's very
0: sexist. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Okay, my
1: well, no, my husband does. He actually does a lot of cleaning. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs>
0: so so we are enlightened households over here. <laughs> yes, we are. We are.
1: Okay. Um, okay, so Jess, she is helped. Um, in her survival as final girl by male police officers. Okay. And they get involved in the investigation. But she is very independent. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, unlike Lori in Halloween. You know, Lori, we definitely feel her insecurity, her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. She feels like she doesn't fit in. She doesn't feel comfortable with dating. Mm-hmm. Jess, on the other hand, like a good five to six years before Halloween ever came out, Black Christmas. She is very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, she is essentially breaking up with her boyfriend. Um, she has let him know that she is pregnant, but she plans to terminate the pregnancy. Okay. Um, and it's a decision that she has made. Yes, yeah, Oh, so
0: year after row.
1: Yeah, that is, I, I just timely. got chills. Yeah, hmm. very timely, very timely. So, this connects to, so we've, we've talked about one of the final girl concepts, which is number one, her survival. Two, is she, it, it, does did, did she execute her survival, quote unquote, on her own? Does she have someone help her? Is mm-hmm. that person male? But Jess's independence and the fact that she is, you know, she's sexually active and she's deciding on her own, she's going to terminate her pregnancy, touches on a major, uh, another major final girl t- traditional concept is that the final girl is generally virginal. Mm, mm-hmm. She's someone who does not have sex or is afraid of sex mm-hmm. or just... just Her friends are having a lot of it, but she is not.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah. And, you know... That sort of innocence will set you free sort of thing.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and so in Black Christmas jess is she she is a sexually active young woman, so normally, within the final girl concept and with the number of movies that Carol Clover talks about, if you have sex, you generally die yeah um, or you are essentially you're punished mm-hmm. you may not be punished by death, but you may be punished by i don't know lingering trauma. Or you may be ostracized. Your character may be someone who's who survives but is ostracized okay. or dies. You know that kind of thing. So the virginal, the final girl, is generally virginal. That is clearly not the case with modern horror. Right. Um, uh, it's something that it has been. I want to say it's been it hasn't been completely left behind because there will always be people who want to make a slasher in that old school kind of way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There, there is going to probably be some sexually active woman who dies. I mean, I don't know if that will ever go right away, but whether the final girl has to be that or not anymore, that has really changed. Yeah, thank God. The rest of us. Oh my God, I would have died alone. (laughs) I would have died. We wouldn't be here talking about this. For sure. Um, and it one point that I wanted to make, and I find this so interesting, is that horror, especially independent horror, you know, of the 70s and 80s, was still very subversive. And so I find it interesting that a subversive genre like horror would essentially continue to put forth rather conservative... hmm perspectives on what a woman should and should not be. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, we're still fighting for our rights today. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, I think that that really comes into um, what... Carol Clover says about the final girl on page thirty nine at the top of the page. Oh yes, we're we're so, this is
1: like book club, y'all. Yeah.
0: Um, in Slumber well, starting at the bottom of thirty eight, in Slumber Party Massacre the role is played by a woman, the role of the savior. It's played by a woman, a butch one, the girl's basketball coach. She comes to the slumber party rescue, slumber party's rescue, only to fall victim to the drill herself. Drill being the murder weapon there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to focus on just who brings the killer down, the final girl or a male rescuer is, as the easy alternation between the two patterns would seem to suggest, to miss the point. I agree. And this is, I like bracketed this and underlined it, the last moment of the final girl sequence is always a footnote to what went before, to the quality of the final girl's fault, fight, excuse me, to the quality of the final girl's fight, and more generally to the qualities of character that enable her of all the characters to survive what has come to seem unsurvivable. And I think that has to do with, like, what we are talking about. Yes. Did yes. I jump to the point too fast? No, no, okay. no I
1: think that's perfect. I think that's perfect because I I remember when we first started talking about this this mm-hmm. um, this concept and we started getting letters. Um, I was, we were both going back and doing research. Mm-hmm. And and I remember seeing all these things about like, well, you know, there were, there were people who were running well, but you know, she does get saved in the end by a guy or there is someone else who's, it was kind of like, who, so what? Mm-hmm. It, it's, to your point, it really doesn't matter. I think to focus on that, it may have been an important point to make within the context I don't know, any time before now, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, because their society and culture were even more male-dominated than today. Right. Um, And so I understand those points, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like where I get angry about it is that don't use that as a reason to undermine is she really a final girl Mm -hmm. is she really strong did she really get by on her own wits how much credit do we give her i mean i just think that's all bs right
0: and like uh, you you know know. as carol clover says it misses the point yes that like survival survival isn't dependent on how broken you are. It's a, it's a binary state. It's a, it's a dead or alive, you know? And it, so if you're on the alive side, it doesn't matter. Like you did something to get there. Yes. And so that's what we should be focusing not on, you know, how it, how yeah. it came about, How or whether about. you were helped, because Jesus, I'm, oh, I'm helped all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: all the and time. by men and by oh. men. Oh, curses! <laughs> <you know. laughs> curses being helped by a guy—that oh, no. would be awful. Oh. I mean, no. Um, yeah, I think the you touched on like a really um, important point. Another important point. Which is like kind of what we'll talk about this more. Um, um, but like, what what does what is a good survival look like? Mm-hmm. What is that supposed to look like? Physical survival um, is the binary. Psychological survival isn't. Mm-hmm. It it is a an ever shifting <laughs> reality that that can look great and victorious and you know you feel like you've really overcome yeah, the you bugles can... and yes. the
0: ticker tape parade exactly exactly and snacky s'mores. yes
1: eat um <laughs> <laughs> or you know the 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 opposite end of that is contemplating taking your own life because what survival looks like to you and how you're currently experiencing it, and I want to put an emphasis on the word currently, because realities change. Yeah. That's important to keep in mind. Um, you know, it's... it's, it's it, what life looks and feels like doesn't seem like something that you want or can do anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then there are a million different Mm -hmm. realities in between and sometimes all of those little gradations they can change many times within the course of a day yeah maybe not the extremes Mm -hmm. within the course of a day although that can happen too i mean Mm -hmm. that can happen too but
0: um or even simultaneously
1: simultaneously yes they call that mixed states mm. in psychological language. Um, they can't just like you said. They can be co-occurring. I mean, mm-hmm. they can just trail one to the other so closely that it just wow. It really feels chaotic, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that. Um, there one of the other qualities. Primary uh, one of the other primary qualities of the final girl is uh, is it often she functions in the role of investigator
0: oh, using
1: yeah. using her wits to survive <clears throat> so sometimes survival is just a, a pure physical physical game run away mm-hmm. get help fight back you know those kinds of things but in other films featuring final girls the um the final girl is you know kind of try is trying to help solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. What what's happening? Why is it happening? Is there something that I can do to stop it? Mm-hmm. Um so that's another one of her mm-hmm. that's another one of her characteristics. Um there's also um around the final girl concept inevitably film sequels. Okay, yeah. Get drawn in. Sometimes the final girl will appear in the sequel or sequels. Um, and and she may be throughout, like for instance, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think Nancy, Nancy survives through all of those films. I be- I believe um, You're looking at me like I know. Oh. I do not know. <laughs> I know I'm like, help me, Tamara, help me. <laughs> um, in Halloween, we have something very interesting that's happened. That's happened is that Laurie Strode ultimately dies in the previous imaginings of Halloween. I mean, like through six, seven, eight films but with the halloween remake that mm-hmm. came out in 2018 it essentially disca- i mean lori's back okay so they have huh. this, they have discarded a big part of the previous story the halloween line. canon huh. yeah they yeah they really they pitched it out they they created it as a continuation of the story from I'd say the original two films. Really? Yeah. Huh. So Lori is very much alive. She is damaged goods. Hmm. Um, there's no backstory about Michael being her brother, which is what came about uh, in
0: like Halloween four. two. Oh okay. In Halloween
1: two. She it's just like this guy targeted her and she's been she fought him there was never any reason for it. That's interesting that it turns into
0: a yeah. random act. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And I wonder if that has something to do with the way the... Just like societal things have changed. That, you know, in the 70s and 80s, when they were doing the first ones... I don't know when it came out. Yeah, the so 70s in the and 78. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when they were doing the first ones danger, like your family is dangerous. Yeah. To a lot of people, family is dangerous. Yes. And now, even more than that, a scarier thing, like your family's still dangerous to a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. uh, the, like there's a more random violence in our society that is at least more pronounced, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And I wonder too if,
1: with with the the films of the 70s and early 80s if there was initially like like this okay the mass popularity of those films Mm -hmm. and then the commentary begins and then we get into we get more into the 80s um there's more of a need for there to be a reason for something some some level of explaining Mm -hmm. surely these You know, we can't just let it stand that this female was targeted senselessly. Right. There has to be a reason.
0: Um, So so this might be off topic a little bit, but uh, Carol Clover talks about how, in the very first part of this very first chapter, she talks about how um, drive-in movies, uh, this guy Dick Stein... (laughs) Great name, <laughs> said that they rub shoulders. Dick, or is
1: it Dickstein? Oh, uh, the debate rages. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> the debate rages hard on. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, that he said that these were uh, staples of drive-ins and exploitation houses, where they quote rub shoulders with sex pictures and macho action flicks, and all of those were considered like pornography and macho action flicks and horror were kind of considered to be B, C, D, not even art, right? Right. Um, And so I wonder if sort of the elevation of the horror movie towards art that brought along with it that sort of criticism also meant they're like, oh shit. People are taking this seriously now. we gotta, we got gotta to think about that.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So, okay. well, Damn it, Joe Bob. Yeah, Joe it's, Bob is in there. Joe Bob, you know. It's his fault. Well, or his, you know. But I say thank you, Joe Bob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I say thank you. Um, and actually, this is a funny thing. Okay, the reason we're making a deal about Joe Bob is that... Spoiler alert, uh, if you don't know already, I'm the gratuitous blogger for <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs uh, and The Last Drive-In. Um, my stuff is on his website, and it has been uh, a great honor. It is a great honor and privilege in my life that I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to, to let you know that even Joe Bob is tongue-in-cheek. So he, he is very familiar with his book. Um he and I have actually talked a little bit about this book um and he knows what his he knows what his reputation is yeah i mean joe there there is a man behind Joe Bob, so Joe Bob is an outsized alter ego, right, but it's Joe Bob, you know, who put really the drive in films on the map and and brought them. Brought him the love, you know. Uh But even he, but even he's, there's a a quote actually on the back cover of Carol Clover's book from Joe Bob that says, I like this book so much that I almost don't even want to recommend it. Because what if everybody says, Oh, don't read that? Joe Bob likes it. (laughs) (laughs) So he's very aware of the the role that he plays and that not everybody is a fan, but he's a good guy.
0: (laughs) But the, uh, I think that. Well I mean, we don't even have to get into this, but I think that there is something about watching horror and unabashedly loving it the way that you do, the way that Joe <laughs> Bob does. Um, and I am beginning to, um, even though I just don't know <laughs> don't know anything about it. Um, but that it there's something really beautiful about loving things. And I think, was it you that wrote the thing about the black t-shirt guy? Yes. Yeah, just being a black t-shirt guy. Just being like, you know, fuck it. This is who I am and these are the things that I love because they, you know, touch part of me. And yeah. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I mean, there's there's
1: so much with the horror film. There's so, There's so much, there's so much... That's tied to the concept of the final girl, and we'll, we'll, we'll delve into to more of that, but we can just hit, you know, kind of bullet points. Um, it's the, um, the aspect of voyeurism. Mm. It's the aspect of the female... Not only as a a physical victim, but a, a victim of what has been termed the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another essay that we should read. So there was a woman named Laura Mulvey who in the mid-70s was writing about the male gaze in cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, very groundbreaking for its time. You go back as a, a woman in 2019, and you, you see, the, you see the, the binary, more binary world that she was still, I mean, it was 75, for God's mm-hmm. sake. Okay, we can never forget. I feel like as women, we can never forget. Things have changed things okay they're not perfect mm-hmm. they never will be probably but what what was radical in 75 i believe we should still honor its radicalness for the time mm-hmm. and that everything written about it after that shouldn't be, you know, counterpoint, mm-hmm. where it came up short. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you will be jarred by some of the things that you read. That We're talking, we're, what, 30, 40 years down the road? I mean, it's a different time. But, but um, yeah. 50. Oh, my God. Right. Well, thirty, and it's twenty nineteen. Yeah. Know, so almost 50. Yeah. I always miss the odds in there in my
0: calculations. <laughs> no. It's like forty years. 40? I don't know what happened to the. the they were. Yeah, I don't them. know. I'm not sure. But to me, nineteen ninety <laughs> was ten years ago. So. Yeah, I know what
1: you mean. So yeah, we get into voyeurism. We get into the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, another V term. Another what? Is
0: there a third V term?
1: Oh, voyeurism. Victim vic- of the male gaze vaginas i mean oh vaginas that would probably yeah. be a good one mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are definitely important adjunct principles i think cool. we've covered on the main the main
0: foundational concepts yes. of final girl but when in the context of this show and in the context of what we talk about we're talking about the final girl as the survivor yes and the 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 fight and having the the skills to be able to be that fighter and mm-hmm. to be able to be that final girl to be that survivor mm-hmm. and um that every day is every day can kind of feel like a horror movie that yeah. you you know some days are better than others, but.
1: Especially if you're in your own head a lot, which is just a, not a criticism, it's just a reality. I Listen, mean, I'm in my own head all the time. No, I'm like, <laughs> I live there. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Where else would you live? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Yeah. It's Um, dangerous to rent space in other people's heads. Ooh, yeah. Especially without their permission. (laughs) (laughs) That's called
0: squatting. Yeah. Don't
1: brain squat, people. Uh, Please. No. No no brain squatting. No brain
0: squatting. Um, Yeah, so... um, We are the final girls. We are
1: the final girls, and so are you. So are you. And also... You know, on the days that that you don't feel like you're making it in whatever way, just know that you you still are. Okay, just know that you still are. Hold on for one more day. Yes, Sorry.
0: Wilson Phillips. I, I, said I, I, so. I don't mean to make light of no, it. No, I know. no. But I, yeah, you're the final girl. You yeah, got this. And you are because you say you are. You
1: say you are. You think you are. And even mm-hmm. when you contradict yourself. You still are, so just, just keep that in mind. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So This is Final Girl. This is Final Girl. See y'all. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs>